Hey friends, we were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and super crazy, but when we do life together, we find that it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I love to dig deep and talk about the really raw things that people are not always comfortable discussing. And I'm also passionate about sharing practical tips that have helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insights on strengthening your faith and your marriage, parenthood, how to's, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I am Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. This is Lindsay, and today I am here with Christy Clover. I would love for our listeners to get to know you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, first and foremost, I'm a wife, and my husband, Steve, and I have been married for about 22 years now. And oh, then, good for you. Oh, thank you. And yeah, and then we have five kids. So Grant is our oldest. He's 17 and working at Chick-fil-A right now. It's a big deal in our house. <laughs> our son has a job. <laughs> so, good yeah, for so, him. I know. It's so cool. He loves it. Just loves it. So he's good. 17 and Blake is 16. Wade is 11. Ashlyn is eight and Caitlin is six. So We've kind of got the whole wide range of ages going on right now. Goodness. So how is that? Because I have two kids and I will say my husband and I are always like, are we doing something wrong? Because we feel like we are always super overwhelmed and can never catch up. Did you feel that way or were you just like created for babies? No. (laughs) Well, I mean, no, it's always hard. In fact, I think the hardest time in my parenting is when we just had the two boys, the two oldest are 17 months apart. Okay. And I just feel like it was overwhelming. And then we have a a break between number two and number three. We have almost a five-year gap. And so it was just, you know, it's not like we have five under five. Right. You know, have it 17 to six. So (laughs) we have some big gaps in there. And even that's, I mean, like it's all hard. I mean, but when you have one kid, it's hard. When you have two kids, it's hard. Yeah. So just as you add to your family, it's just, you realize, oh, it was a little bit easier before. And yet there's things that are easier because you are, you become more comfortable. I still get just as panicked and have all the fear and all that kind of stuff that comes with every single baby. Right. But, you know, you also kind of start learning like why, you know, that didn't matter as much. So I'm going to mm-hmm. be more loosey goosey with this. And now I'm be more strict with this because this is important. Right. So yeah, I love that. that. And I've heard that as, because you have older kids, they're able to help, which is huge. And then yes. you're not constant, you're not, everything is not on you and on your shoulders. So I'm sure that's helpful as well. Oh, it's great. It's wonderful just knowing that, you know, I can go run out and grab something and I don't have to load everybody yeah. up. Cause I got, you know, as long as I have, 18 home, then I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I, that's good. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. congratulations. And then what about your business? Tell us what you do. I know I'm on the other side of me. <laughs> My secret identity. <laughs> I know. Isn't it funny? We always, I actually heard in a service the other day, when we introduce ourselves, especially as women, we introduce ourselves as the people that we are related to or in relation oh, to yeah. others. Like, so for us, when we introduce, we introduce our husband and we introduce our children as who we are. And I think that's, I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of honorable because it means that that is usually our focus and our priority as well. But I just thought it was a really interesting thought. 
That's true. No, I always kind of think about that. I'm like, how, what, how do I describe myself? It's a deep question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, like, I know what you're really trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> but no, on the on the flip side of what I do, um, I have a real heart and passion for encouraging others, and so that's kind of manifested itself through the years. As you know, I started as a blogger. Um, I always had a heart for writing this message. I've been speaking for over 13 years, hmm. and so and we'll we'll get into the book a little bit more. But yeah. I, uh, you know, I started blogging, and then I started a YouTube channel, and then I started a podcast. Podcast and I don't do any part of those all at the same time, and I probably drive people crazy. Like my YouTube followers are like, "Where are the videos?" Yes, and my podcasters are like, "Yes, bring us the podcast." And then, <laughs> you know, then it goes back and forth. Like then, like, "Where are your podcast episodes?" I'm like, "I'm making videos. Go over there," because <laughs> they're two totally different audiences. Is what I've learned. Like yes. I have some that cross over, but people usually either stick in your in their ears or they like to just watch you do something. So it's definitely an interesting mix. Hmm. But yeah, but and then kind of fast forwarding. I'm an author. So I love um, writing. And so 13 years ago, I came up with this talk called MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem. And the response was so overwhelming to me. I just thought, oh, they were asking me to speak on home organization. And it's like, okay, I don't think I'm qualified, but I'll share my (laughs) thoughts on it. And I had such a different message than I think people were expecting that I was greeted with tears afterwards where people just like, thank you. Thank you for giving us grace and for not making me feel like I have to have it all together. And I was like, nobody's got it all together. And if they do, they're faking it or they're just really super like this is what they were raised in and they just happen to be gifted at it. But not all of us are like that. So we have to give ourselves grace. So yeah. So I wanted to write a book and kind of set out to do so and it's here. So what is the message? What's your message behind Master Organizer of Mayhem in your book? Well, the message is really to, for, like I said, for to give women and men and just families grace, give yourselves grace. Yeah. I believe that organization has more to do with creating efficiency in your home so that we have more time to focus on what's most important. Mm. So if you are so overwhelmed in your day to day that you don't have time for your family, then something's got to give. Maybe it's something in your schedule or maybe you need to, you know, create a pathway so you can get to the family table yeah. or, you know, just whatever it is. And it, it's really really individualized. I have friends who are more than happy. A pile here and there, it doesn't bother them at all. And yet on the flip side, I have friends that it's like, if there is one thing out of place, it like triggers anxiety. And so for those people, they have to do things differently. And sometimes it's a spouse and sometimes it's a child needs more order and structure. And it's going to look different for everyone. So that's why I'm like, don't ever judge anybody. I'm like, I always laugh because people, people, when I walk into their house, especially if they've heard, I wrote this book or, you know, if they just know what I'm passionate about. They're like, oh no, you're going to see. I'm like, no, just come over right now. Like if yeah. you come over to my house right now, you will feel grace because <laughs> like I'm right now we're in the middle of a home renovation. And let me tell you, it is like, I, I laugh as I walk around. I'm like, I talk about home organization. <laughs> I'm like, right now I can't keep up because there's just so much happening and it's all good. Like it's just yeah. a season. So totally. Well, honestly, yeah. so one thing my husband and I have come to a place where we're like, okay, the season of life that we're in right now with two little boys who we just have a lot of history with sickness with them. So that takes up Mm. so much time while with my oldest. It takes up a lot of our time. And then I have a podcast. I have a blog. I have a part-time job as a producer of a podcast and he is in real estate. So he's super busy. And we got to a point where I'm the type, I need a clean house. I really need a clean house, but it is not my strength at all. Yeah. And I have friends who are so good at that. One of my close friends will come home and 
no matter what, by the time she goes to bed, her house is perfectly spotless. No matter what she has to do to get that done, whether it's stay up until one o'clock in the morning, it is spotless every single night. And I just got to a point, at first I felt guilty. I felt like, why can't I do this? Why don't I have the energy, the capacity, desire to get this done? But then I started giving myself grace and realizing, one, this is just not my strength. Cleaning is not enjoyable for me. However, there are steps we can take to organize and to start processing through things so that there isn't so much cleaning that has to happen all of the time. But about two months ago, we decided, you know what? We're going to hire a cleaner. And I was, Christy, I was like so ashamed of this for a while that I needed to- have someone clean my home. And I finally got to a point where I'm like, you know what, if that is what it is, if that's our one thing where we cut our budget in other areas and push it toward this and it makes for a happier home, let's do it. And I feel so much freedom now. No. And it's so sad. Like I actually talk about that in one of the chapters. It's called ask for help. (laughs) It's so important because we do this, we, we try to do everything and like, oh, if I don't do it all. But it's like, you know, I don't make bread from scratch every night. I, you know, go to the grocery store and I buy it, you know, right. and so we don't think like that. Like, no, like I don't have chickens. I go, I wish, but <laughs> I, you know, I go to the store to get my eggs. I don't have a farm, you know, like just, you know, the list can go on and on. And so we, we forget about that, that we have already started, you know, leaning on the skills of other people. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a season of life, where and you can find space in your budget for it. Amen. Yes. To getting a cleaner. We have cleaners who come to our house every other week. And I always giggle because I'm like, but it's it's like, you know, what is it, Murphy's Law, where if my cleaners come, they come on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I tell you by Wednesday night, somebody has spilled something. Cause like Wednesday nights <laughs> or Wednesday afternoons, that's the time that things get spilled. Because of course, because that's how it works. Cleaning. Yeah. That's how it works. But yes, and and I think it's important for people to remember that. And we actually had a season where I was hosting two big events. I was hosting a homeschool co-op and a women's Bible study, and they were back to back. And my husband, when we were talking it over, he's like, you're going to go insane because I know that you do, like when I'm entertaining, I do like to have things a little bit cleaner mm-hmm. and neater just so I can also function, you know, just, right. you know, I, I don't want to trip over things and have my guests tripping over things or whatever it is. And so we kind of made a deal. He's like, we'll only do this if we can figure out a way for you to feel comfortable with it. And we decided that that meant um, having the cleaners come on an off week. And what was cool was that I just asked them to do a few specific things. I knew I needed my kitchen, you know, cleaned. Mm-hmm. I knew I needed the guest bathroom cleaned and I knew I wanted the floors cleaned. And so I just asked them, can, for this budget, can you do that? And they're like, oh yeah, we can do that. And we can, you know, we, how about we do this too? And I was like, perfect. So it's amazing when yeah. you give people a budget, how much can get done. Yes. Yeah. I love that. You recently posted a quote on Instagram that said, does your messiness make a mess out of you? I was convicted by it because I was totally that person probably about a year ago. Thank God for God because his grace has (laughs) transformed my heart in this time. But I was that person. I don't know if you've seen this video on Facebook. I don't know if it was a commercial. I think it was just made. What was it? I think it was just one of those like funny videos that were made and this guy was pretending to be a mom and he was like, clean this house, clean this house, like screaming and throwing things and saying, we have to pretend that nobody lives here when people come over. Like it should look as if nobody lives here. And I was like, oh, that looks like me where it's just chaos and I'm stressed out and I'm like, clean this, clean this, have people over. So can we talk about that and why it's such an important message? for our mess to not make a mess out of us. 
Oh, I mean, that's, I really feel like one of the central themes of why I wanted to write this book is because I do feel like we have a totally different standard that we hold for ourselves uh, when it mm-hmm. comes to cleanliness. And a lot of it's changed. I mean, back in, you know, 13 years ago when I first started speaking about this, it was only Martha Stewart. And it was just these images you see in magazines, yeah. maybe a few shows here and there. But now it is everywhere because we have social media, we have TV shows, we have an entire TV station, a channel <laughs> all about yeah. Your house looking perfect. And so it's really hard because we have this picture in our heads of what we're supposed to. Like this is the supposed to column. And so our house is supposed to look like this. And then we have all these like, you know, social media influencers are like, this is my home. And look, I have 16 children or, you know, and the house is always perfect. And, you know, or just, I mean, not even 16, but like, you know, you'll see people with kids, <laughs> yeah. but like, and you have, you, you know what your life looks like when you've got a toddler and a baby. And yet you look at this picture and you're like, ah, how come it looks like that? And as a blogger, I laugh because I say this when I'm speaking, I'm like, if you see someone just showing a picture of their perfect space or dish or whatever it is, it's because they have scooped off all the mess and taken it out of the shop. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Just imagine. And it's yeah, piled in the corner. Exactly. Just imagine what it looks like on the other side of the camera. So <laughs> Yes. But no, it is a problem. And so that is my heart is to help people identify what are your problem areas? What are you comfortable with as far as you know, in your home, like what are your priority areas in your home? And then a big piece of that is figuring out, have you even left any space in your schedule in your, you know, in your life for Mm. organizing? And that sounds silly, but you know, maybe you have to say no to a few things. So your family has an evening at home to rest. And so you would have time to do like a 10, 15 minute quick little pickup. Um, But we have to stop trying to create our own gold standard for how our house is supposed to look based on what, you know, we feel like the, what society believes we're supposed to have. Cause that's just, it's not real. We we should not ever be aiming for that kind of perfectionism. And I do think it's okay for our homes to look lived in. Yeah. And I love that you said that because faithful with what we've been given doesn't mean perfect. And I think that's such a huge concept because I've mentioned so many times before to my listeners, when I go to someone's house and their house isn't perfect, it gives me freedom. Yeah, And they're being faithful and just saying, yes, I'm going to open my home to other people, allow them to come in because that's what I'm called to is to love. And John 13, 35, I believe says, by this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And that is not with the justification that you love one another if your home is all put together. Like love one another, let people in. When we're faithful to do that, when we're faithful to open our homes, what is that reward in spite of what our house looks like? Well, I think the reward is really the fellowship and that we are able to pour out God's love to other people because honestly, if you've got a girlfriend who needs to come over and cry on your shoulder, she doesn't care if there's a big pile of laundry right next to her. I mean, that's the reality of it. And, you know, I I kind of, my joke has always been, this is a funny little thing that I do, but I like people to see my house clean and like put together once (laughs) afterwards. Like, you know, it has potential, but you know, I'm never going to hesitate to invite someone in. I mean, and this has been great practice because we keep having to move things. Like one day they're painting one room and they're painting another room and then, oh, we're ripping up the flooring in this room. And so it's, you know, my house right now is chaotic and I'm like, it's okay. You know, it's, 
it's a season. And I think, especially in the new baby season, when you, there's all different seasons we can add to that, but we have to give ourselves grace and the fruit, the real reward of that is not just the relationship, but the peace that you'll have, like you Mm -hmm. will have that peace and the joy in knowing that you're able to minister to your family. And that's how I view my home. My, my home was a place of ministry, like to my husband, to my kids and anyone that sets foot in it. So I want this area of ministry to be able to serve me and not me to be a a servant to it. And so, you know, for us, we have our own standard and sometimes that is, you know, you know, we've host we host so many things in our house, and it is funny because there are times when like people are like, "Oh, did you just have anything, everything in the closet?" I'm like, "No," and then other times I'm like, "Yeah, I did." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we've we've got to let go of that and just allow allow Christ's love to flow through us. And again, there's not it, that verse does not say only if thou you know house is picked up and neat. <laughs> I mean, if people are stepping on a Cheerio, then so be it. Right. And they probably care so much less than we think that oh, they care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that you said that we're not a servant to our home. We're a slave to our home. And that it really can be um, binding when we live that way, when we allow feeling like we don't have enough space. And so nobody wants to come, or our house isn't Pinterest perfect. And so nobody wants to come. Like they want you. And that's one thing that I've really leaned into because I am a perfectionist by nature. Mm -hmm. And so I've leaned into like, they just want me. They really don't care. And I totally agree with like, once you've seen my house once, I'm free. Like you come over. (laughs) I don't really care what's on the floor. But I do find that like we'll have our house cleaned. And then even though we've minimized a lot of our stuff, that we're always picking up the same things over and over and over. <laughs> so especially with children. So what are some quick hacks to help organize the home so that that doesn't always happen? Okay. So I love this kind of question because this is the heart of it all, right? As parents, we're like, yes. oh my goodness, it's the same thing over and over <laughs> again. And what I found is that usually means there's a problem. Like there's Mm -hmm. usually some breakdown in what we're doing and what we're expecting. So A, your kids have no clue when you say pick up your shoes, what to do with that? Like, what does that mean? And so a lot of times we forget to train our kids how to do what we're asking and to take the time to show them like, this is your shoe, this is the bin for it. And maybe Mm -hmm. you are literally practicing that. But what I ran into is I kept not only tripping on shoes, but we were, we had sweatshirts that were dropped all over the house and it was driving me bonkers. And so I told the kids, I'm like, look, you got to go hang up your, you got to hang up your sweatshirts. And finally, one of my little people looked at me and she's like, mommy, I can't reach the hanger or, you know, the, the hook. And I was like, oh, of course. Sorry, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was always like, well, ask a brother to help, you know, and things like, and I'm like, right. but, but that's not going to happen. And mm. so I realized that I could go get those little 3M hooks and attach it to the inside of the closet and voila, they have a spot to hook up, you know, to hang their, sh- their jackets. And even yeah. that I had to show them how, because it mm-hmm. seems logical to us, but I'm like, you grab your coat and here in the center of the coat at the neck part, that's where you're going to hook it or you can hook the hood. You know, so I had to show them because otherwise it just kept slipping right off. So it mm-hmm. is crazy how if you have to identify what the problem is, what solution you think that is needed in that, and then you train. 
And so that's mm. really, I've done that in all different areas and whether it's chores or just the basics, like getting breakfast. Okay. So what does it look like after breakfast? I mean, again, we've been laughing in our home. I'm like, we are going to have to reboot everything we do because <laughs> we don't have a kitchen. We haven't had a kitchen for four months. And oh my so <laughs> I know I'm like, welcome to my life. <laughs> yeah, that is, I know that feeling and ours was only like two and a half weeks and I felt like I was oh, going to die. <laughs> yeah. No, like my friends are like, stop calling it a remodel. It's a renovation. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. like it's down to the studs. Like we had the whole back of our house opened up and my friends are like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Oh my gosh. Like, How mm. fun though. That's so fun. Oh, so exciting. I mean, we're, yeah. we're coming into the home stretch. So like my oven, I think it's hooked up this week. And so already, what, in fact, our contractor is pretty funny. He's like, he was on the phone with somebody, with another person. He's like, I've heard she makes really good cookies. And I'm like, I do. <laughs> He's like, so maybe. And I'm like, yeah, he's he's put, you know, putting his little like, He's hinting. Yeah. And I'm like, if you give me an oven, I will cook for you. And I but I Yay. don't have an oven, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, how fun. Well, I'm excited for you. We just went through a renovation ourselves and I mean, we didn't live here, so oh. it was much, much different. But it's so nice when you're finally in that, oh my gosh, it feels like a home. It doesn't feel like a construction site. Right, right. No, yeah. I mean, just getting our flooring, I'm like, hey, you don't have to wear shoes and like practically a hard hat to get around. Yeah. One last thought that I had was when I was younger, my stepdad told me that the state of my home mirrors the state of my heart. And I do believe that to be true sometimes because we're in, when we're in really hard seasons, um, the feeling of your home is a little bit chaotic. It's just like it kind of matches up. And then when my life is peaceful, it just seems like you are, as you mentioned, scheduling more time to take care of things. So it's more put together, even if it's not perfect. So what are some quick tips um, aside from training, which actually I really, really loved that idea. And I love the hooks idea for my little kids. I'm going to steal that from you. But what are some other quick tips that will help us to organize our lives so that our joy and our peace can flow into the most important areas? Well, yeah, and actually, what's what's interesting is I believe that what your what your stepdad was saying is one of the quotes that really hit my heart um, a long time ago, and it's from Elizabeth Elliot, and it basically states the same thing, like you know, mm. your house is a reflection of your heart, and so that really stood out to me. It became this little thing in the back of my mind, like right, like I want my house to be peaceful so that we can be at peace because when there is chaos, just like you're saying, we feel more chaotic. So right. um, really the key is figuring out what your priorities are in your home. So I had a moment with my husband ages ago where I, you know, we had just had the two boys and he travels. That's the other key piece of our whole story is that my husband traveled for business for over 20 years. So our entire oh, wow. marriage, you know, pretty much our entire marriage, but our marriage with kids, he's always traveled and it was always sporadic and I could never count on it. And, you know, so it was just an interesting dynamic, but I always wanted him, my, my little thing in the back of my head, I'm like, I want him to come home from these sterile, perfect hotel rooms and actually want to be here. So I put yeah. all this pressure on myself to make sure the house was perfect every time he came home. And that was a, that was a lot to try to, to do, and especially with two little people. And there was this one time when he came home and I just broke down and I felt so defeated. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I really want you to enjoy this. You know, I wanted to create this beautiful home for you. And I'm like going through all this stuff and crying. Aww. And he's just like, 
honey, that doesn't, that that's okay. Like that wasn't as important to him as I thought it was. But one of the things he pointed out, he's like, you know, you know, you're always rushing around doing all these other things. And he goes, I just like the counters to be clean. And I like it when we have a plan for dinner, even if it's to go out, I just like to know it's not something I have to think about because um, yeah. I love cooking. And so I don't mind doing that. So it's kind of like in, in our little mental thing, it's like, if you can do the cooking, I'll do the, you know, this or that. Or, so it's like, right. we kind of pass it off and we figure that out. So it's not so much like he makes me cook in the kitchen, but those are the two things that were important to him. And I kind of giggle because I'm like, goodness, like floors. I definitely don't. I mean, again, we had boys, you know, we have our first three are boys. So stepping on airplanes and cars and Legos and all that kind of stuff, I don't enjoy. So floors are important to me (laughs) and uh, toilets again, boys. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm not even saying whole bathroom. (laughs) It's just toilets. (laughs) So those four things became like, if push comes to shove, those four things are getting tidy. The floor, mm. the counters, and and we get pretty flexible now. Like the floor in the area where we're in the most and the counters in the area that we're in the most. And then toilets. Mostly it's like the floor around the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm just I can being very honest. Much, I can right? relate to that. Right. And, you know, and then uh, making sure there's a plan for dinner. So just making sure. And I usually, and I do that by just keeping easy to throw together meals um, on hand. And so I always have marinara and pasta in my, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, that's got to be in the pantry. So those are really a few things. If you identify what's most important to you and what's most important to those old enough to to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your yeah. five-year-old's like, mommy, I, want, I mean, you got to yeah, think about it. <laughs> right. But no, but those who are, you know, important, because my teenagers, I want them to feel at home in my home. I mean, I want mm-hmm. everyone, but, you know, they're at an age now where they are more mature and they, you know, they are great helpers in our house. So I want them to feel a part of that as well. So yeah. we really try to identify those areas and, and move on from there. Well, and I love that you brought up your spouse because you guys – Let's be honest that our spouses, and this is a realization I came to a while back, is that our spouses would rather come home to a happy wife and a messy house than a stressed out, frustrated wife and a clean house. Like I was, I had this come to Jesus moment literally where I was like, Lord, I can't keep doing all of this. And then my husband comes home and I'm trying to make the house perfect for him, which is not a standard that he has set for me. Right. And, but it's one that I've set for myself. And then he comes home and I'm pissed off because I'm stressing myself out. And so it was a really like, good moment of, I would rather my husband come home to a safe wife in a safe <laughs> environment, like a loving space like that. <laughs> than a mess and a disaster. So, well, thank you so much for coming on, Christy. I loved having you. You're just a gem. I love your joy. Aww, it's really refreshing. You. Of course. Thank you so much. Um, and for our listeners, you guys can find Christy Clover on Instagram.com slash Christy Clover, as well as ChristyClover.com. And check out her book, Master Organizer of Mayhem it will change and help your life drastically. So thank you so much, Christy. Oh, it's such a pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thank you you could ever offer is to share the love. The simple act of taking a quick screenshot of the episode and tagging at Living Easy Podcast makes such a huge difference in this journey. If you're impacted, someone else might be too. So don't hesitate to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. Also, if you haven't already, please do scroll down from this episode to give a star rating and quick review for the podcast. It only takes a minute, but the impact is huge. Thank you all so much for your support. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at livingeasypodcast and at lindsay.myestis. Love you guys.